I'm just going to turn some of the music down here. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Again, I just want to encourage you, if you haven't listened to that song on my Facebook page, go and listen to it. Also, in other news today, the church is now on Instagram. As is your pastor. I'm on Instagram. Don't know what to do on there, but I'm on there. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to read from Matthew 6 in a couple minutes here. I'll be reading uh, tonight out of the English Standard Version and a couple of scriptures out of the Amplified. So if you got your Bible, you can if you want to follow along in those versions. If you're on your digital Bible, you can uh, flip to English Standard Version very easily. If you have your page Bible, and I've been trying to encourage that a little bit, is to pull out your page Bible because it's something that we don't do very much and it's something that's still good to do. So last week I taught a little bit about prayer, and we talked about prayer and communication, and of course that stemmed out of our series that I taught on relationship versus religion, and how that God has not called us into religion, he's called us into relationship, and somebody shared a testimony with me last week of how that uh, series really helped them, and I was glad to hear that because... Uh, I preach to a camera a lot lately and don't get a lot of response other than other than the comments. So it's, it was encouraging to, to know that uh, people are being ministered to as well. Hey Bruce. Hi Megan. Tonight I want to talk about maturing in prayer. Maturing in prayer. I, I think that uh, that title is fitting because so many people they get saved, they hear about prayer, prayer is something that we talk about a lot, but lot, not a lot of people seem to really grow in the area of prayer. A lot of people simply seem to uh, stay at a very juvenile level of prayer when prayer is something that we are learning to grow in. And so the Bible teaches us how to pray. And now a lot of people might think, well, you don't need to learn how to pray. Everyone just knows how to pray. But yet the Bible did teach us how to pray. And so uh, just the fact that the Bible has taught us how to pray, Jesus taught us how to pray, means that we do need to be taught actually how to pray. Now, a lot of us have maybe learned uh, different ways of prayer uh, from religious circles or things like that, but we want to focus in on what the Bible has to say about prayer. What does the Bible say about prayer? And I want to really talk about, again, the relationship aspect of it, where, where I did say that this, this uh, line of messaging that we're into now on prayer, our studies on prayer, stemmed out of uh, religion versus relationship. And then last week we talked about prayer and communication because communication goes hand in hand with relationship and, and prayer goes hand in hand with communication. Again, communication is two-way involvement. It's not just one direction. It's forward and back. It's putting out and it's also taking in. As we learn to talk to God, we also learn how to hear from God. We learn how to uh, receive from God. 
And so prayer is an essential part of a Christian life. It is so important. It is so important to have prayer, to learn how to pray, to develop in prayer, to grow in prayer and mature in prayer. Prayer is the, of the utmost importance. It's of the utmost importance. Prayer uh, changes things not only in our personal lives, but in the lives of those around us and, and changes things in the world. It changes things on the world. Uh, one of the verses that I've been talking about on our Sundays is how uh, that when, when uh, we would humble ourselves, when we would repent and, and we would pray that God would heal our land. Of course, there was more than just one thing there, more than just prayer. It is repentance and it is a humbling of ourselves as well. But again, prayer is there and it is showing that when the people of God pray, tremendous things happen. Tremendous things happen. Awesome things take place when people pray because prayer is powerful. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is essential. If you're going to live this Christian life, prayer is going to be a key component of it. But we need to learn how uh, to enter into the intimacy of prayer, where prayer is not just something that is a, a religious obligation or we approach it uh, from a religious mind, a religious attitude, where it is just reciting, you know, where, where we stay on those elementary levels, uh, like somebody, you know, just uh, reciting a nursery rhyme of, now I lay me down to sleep and I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And, uh, you know, we've got to be able to go beyond that as we're talking about maturing in prayer, where we're learning how to enter into the intimacy of prayer, into deep relationship with God, where we are connecting with him, where we are uh, experiencing his love and his presence and his power, all of these things that are in his presence as we're experiencing what, what it is like uh, to be touched by God, to hear from God, and to be able to pour our house hearts out to God, that, 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 that deep intimacy that is there that many people unfortunately never experience because they don't take the time to enter into the deeper places of prayer, into the deeper places of prayer. So one thing just before we read that I can just share a little bit with about you is just my, a little bit of my prayer journey, especially getting started. When, when I uh, had first really committed to the Lord uh, in my later teen years, I had a great fire in me and a passion from, for uh, the things of God, to be in relationship with God, to experience the power of God, to know these things that we hear about. I, I was in pursuit of them. And, and so hearing somebody say they prayed an hour a day was something that I ended up adopting into my own life at that time and not really having much experience with prayer before that, although I do remember uh, the first time, which was before this, I remember the first time where I realized that God had heard my prayer, and an answer came, and I knew it was God. What a, what a thrilling day that was. Just, just that, you know, just starting out and you're praying and sometimes, you know, it might not feel like your prayers are going very far and you, you don't uh, know very much about God. But, but the first time I realized that it was happening, it happened, God heard my prayer. You know, oh man, I was just so full of joy. I, I really just felt like I could have erupted that day just to think, wow, the almighty God, he, he heard what I said and 
he answered me. And so that, that was one of my early on beginnings of how that prayer actually works. God hears our prayers. And so, again, going back to what I started to say, that as a, adopting later uh, uh, this idea that I would try and spend an hour in prayer, what I wanted to mention about it was the discipline factor of it. Now, I, I know that we can also become religious about things like that, and, uh, you know, that we, we when we start putting time limits on things and things like that, that sometimes, you know, we, we, we end up slipping into a wrong mind about things, I think, too easily, and, and don't realize that God's not just looking for us to punch the clock or just to, you know, put in some minutes, but he's looking for us to connect. But especially when I was learning what prayer was all about, and it's still, you know, is something that is that that what I developed then is still very much a part of my life now. But when I would take that hour to pray early on, there was something in the discipline of that, where, where disciplining your flesh and taking that time, putting that time aside as a time where you would go and seek the face of God. And I, I remember in those times how I would get down and I would pray on my knees. And I remember how there was times when I would start to pray. It felt like I must have been there for an hour already and I'd turn around and I'd look at the clock and I had been there for five minutes. And it just seemed like it, it was work, you know, it was, it, but, but because of that discipline there where I was determined to stay longer, it eventually came to times and places where it felt like it had been five minutes and it was actually an hour as I began to learn how to go deeper in my prayer life and began to experience the presence of God. Because sometimes it does take a little bit of time for us to get past our heads and start connecting with God from our spirit or from our heart. And so many times we have our, our heads full of other things, what, what happened during the day or what we're going to do during the day, uh, other things that are just trying to bring separation, things that might be agitating us. And so sometimes it takes a while just to begin to uh, enter into prayer and enter into worship. And we'll talk a little bit more about worship because it is part of the, the subject matter tonight. As we begin to enter into that and take some time, we have, we start bypassing, you know, some of the things that are trying to hinder us and we actually start connecting with God. And once we start connecting, and I'm just going to touch on this and we'll get to some scriptures here, but once we begin to learn to experience the presence of God, your life will never be the same. Your life will never be the same. And now a lot of people don't know really what it's like to experience the manifest presence of God. I mean, where you can sense it, you can feel it, it's all around you, it's in you, that, 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 that love, that, that peace, everything that is just so beautiful, the glory of the Lord, all the just, you know, it's so hard to really put it into words, but once you begin to experience that and spending time in the presence of God, you come out of there very different than when you went in. And that becoming part of your life is so powerful, so beautiful. And this is what I'm talking about tonight in maturing in prayer is it's not just saying our prayers. Have you said your prayers today? 
You know, and that's what, what does that mean to somebody? What does that mean to you? I don't, I don't know what that might mean to somebody. That could just be mean reciting something. You know, that, that, that might just be, you know, saying the same things they say every day. But what I'm talking about is going into deeper places, things that are exciting and, and finding an intimacy with God that, that you could share with no other maybe. You know, it's that deep. It's that deep where you are connecting with God on such a deep level because you you're going past the surface, you know, of just trying to say words to God. You're looking to connect to him now. You're, you're looking to, to, to get to his heart. And so we'll read from Matthew 6, and we're going to talk here, read about here the Lord's Prayer. And so the Lord's Prayer is, is one of those things that we could say that, uh, that people recite and people repeat, and that's okay. That's okay. It's okay to recite the Lord's Prayer. It's an awesome prayer, and it's a beautiful prayer. But at the same time, I think it's important for us to recognize that when the Lord's Prayer was laid out for us, what he was doing was actually giving us an illustration. Giving us an illustration. And we call it the Lord's Prayer, but he's teaching us how to pray. He's teaching us how to pray. And he's giving us an example you know, of how to come before God. He's not limiting it to this. He's not limiting this, to, but he's teaching us how to pray. And so again, it's okay to, to repeat this prayer because it's an awesome, beautiful prayer the way that Jesus said it. But again, you know, he's teaching us something just the same as, as, as teaching us, you know, like maybe we could use this illustration. I'll, I'll see how it comes out because it just came in. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's like learning the subject of math. You know, you, you, you develop, uh, you know, how, how to lay out and solve a problem. But, but math is, is a lot bigger than that and a lot deeper than that. You don't just stop at, at, at one part of it. You know, you, you, you learn a, a piece, but then you keep on going with what you're learning. And, and uh, so in Matthew 6 and 5, Jesus said, When you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. And so this course would just go great with the the series that we talked about uh, and probably sure found its way in there uh, of religion versus relationship but when Jesus is teaching us how to pray he's saying don't be like the hypocrites funny that he started off teaching us how to pray and saying don't be like that don't be like that don't do what they do you know how, how many has ever learned uh you know the wrong thing before you learn the right thing <laughs> You know, I, I found a lot of that in my spiritual walk, or a lot of that in church. Okay, maybe you don't know what to do yet, but you just learned what not to do. How many, how many can relate to what I'm saying? A lot of things you learn, and you learn, this is what you don't do, okay? So Jesus is saying, don't be like the hypocrites. They love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. Okay, so one thing we should just make mention of as we're talking about maturing in prayer is we're not learning how to sound good. How to pray corporately and make it sound good. That's not what we're talking about here tonight. We're, we're talking about actually connecting with God maturing where we're going to deeper places in prayer, using our faith, getting results, and experiencing Jesus. 
experiencing Jesus. And so a lot of people, you know, they've learned how to pray fancy things and they sound real good, but that's not what Jesus was trying to get to us here. And the, the Pharisees, that's what they love. The, the, the hypocrites, that's what Jesus referred to them as here. You know, they, they love to sound good and impress people with what they say. And, and you know, this is a, an important reminder for preachers too, because sometimes when we have an opportunity to pray in church or something, you know, sometimes it's easy to pray something that might you know, uh, touch somebody, or you're just trying to speak to people, but we're supposed to be speaking to God, right? We're praying not to people, not for people just to hear what we have to say. It's important that they're hearing and coming into agreement with what we are saying. But remember wearing, where our, our prayer is being focused is we're not praying just to recite something that, that sounds good and gives people a nice feeling and, and oh yes, what a nice prayer. And that was it. That, that, that's not what this is about. Unfortunately, that's you know many people's uh, view on prayer. It's something that we just say amongst ourselves, brings us a, you know, a, a nice little uh, pat on the back or a comfort or something like that. But, but it's not actually focused towards God where it's, you know, we're talking to our Father here and we're coming to Him with our need. We're coming to Him in faith and He's going to answer us and He's going to respond to us. We're taking our need, the very most important place that we could take our need, we're taking our need to our Father and we're laying it before Him knowing that He is good and knowing that He is God, He is faithful and He is just. His ears are open to our cry and he hears us and he answers us. So Jesus said, don't be like this. That, that's the reward that they're getting. It's people thinking, wow, what a nice prayer. That's their reward. That's, that's their reward for their prayer. Somebody thought their prayer was really nice. Uh, that, that's very shallow and we want to go a lot deeper than that as we're talking about maturing in prayer. He said, but when you pray, go into your room, shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. Again, this is personal. This is personal. This isn't about so you can tell somebody how much more you've been praying. This is personal. This is your relationship with God and you connecting to him. So you go into your room, you shut your door and you pray. You're shutting out the world. You're shutting out distractions. You're, you're turning your face towards God. You're, you're, you're seeking his heart. You're giving him as a, your attention as you are seeking his you know, you're looking towards the Lord. You're, you're shifting your thoughts, your focus, and your heart towards the Lord, turning away from other things that maybe were your answers or, 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 you know, different things where you could look to other places, but you're saying, Lord, I'm looking to you. I'm looking to you. Your father who sees in secret, he will reward you. An awesome thing about this is Jesus used these same words as he taught also about giving. And a few times he says this in the same chapter where, where he keeps on saying, but as your father sees in secret, he will reward you openly. So those things that are being done in the dark that nobody else is seeing, you're not giving for people to realize, oh, what a giver you are. You're not giving so people will think, oh my goodness, I can't believe they gave such a big offering. You're not getting up and making an announcement. Just want to let everybody know I'm giving $1,000. You know, it's not about that. If that's if that's what your heart is, then, then that's going to be your reward. Everybody is going to applaud what you just did, but that's your reward. Or if you're 
you're, you know, you're praying to make yourself sound good again, that's going to be your reward. But he's teaching us to learn how to have the right heart in it, where, where we are doing it for the right reasons because it's towards the Lord. It's not for what men are going to think about it or the applause that I'm going to get from people. It's going to be because my heart is towards God and I want him to see what I'm, what, what I'm presenting to him, even if nobody else sees it and let it be so that even if nobody else sees it, it's okay because the, the Lord will reward me openly. And so he says, and when you pray, do not heap upon Pharisee or heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Don't be like them. Again, he's giving us an illustration of what not to do. Don't be like them. Don't think it's all about how many words you can get out. And, and that's where we could say again, where we can become of a religious mind, where we think it's about punching a clock and, and getting in that, that amount of time. It's not like that. It's about, you know, taking some discipline in our life, yes, but taking that time to connect with God, not repeating a prayer as many times as we can, thinking that that's going to get something moving in heaven. I'll say it again so I can add another layer to the ball up there that, that's increasing the more that I pray. And I'll say it again and I'll say it again. And, and instead, all we're doing is repeating and not really praying in faith that the Lord has heard me and now I stand in a position of faith knowing that God is going to help me, is going to answer me. So don't use empty phrases, heaping up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. He said, don't be like them. Your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. And so he begins to teach also here about forgiveness because it is so important as we pray as well. But going back to the beginning here where Jesus teaches us how to pray and says, when you pray, you know, pray like this. And he begins to say, our Father. You know, a lot of times we, we haven't went into those uh, deeper places in prayer where, where we, we can even say something like that, our Father, because it hasn't become that personal to you yet. You've, you've, prayer hasn't become that place of intimacy with you where you are connecting with God on that level. And you realize, I'm not just, just talking, you know, to my religious symbol. I'm, I'm talking to my Father. You know, I talk very differently to my wife now than the first time I spoke to her. I speak to her very differently. She said, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But... <laughs> Let's focus on the good, shall we? <laughs> I talked to her very differently than I talked to her when I first met her because I know her much deeper and she knows me much deeper. In fact, I can communicate to her a lot more in a lot less words. <laughs> it's true, right? You know, you think about that and people in your life that, you know, the, the, the more you know somebody, actually the less words oftentimes you have to use to communicate. And some of you are good without saying anything much at all. But we learn how to connect and that intimacy develops. And so what I'm just trying to say, 
you know, is how often do you even hear people say father in the prayer, our father, my father, because has it come to that place where, where prayer has become personal to you like that? You know, another thing that I would say is as I uh, use the illustration of speaking to my wife, we're together a lot. We're together a lot. I don't just talk to her at an allotted time during the day. <laughs> Isn't that true? Do you tell your spouse, listen, I have five minutes scheduled at 7.15, come in and be with me, and then when the clock hits 7.20, you're done. You're done. You're not saying anymore. You're not hearing anymore. No, you, 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 you're together realizing that you're together there, and because of the relationship now that, that you have together, you know, that communication is going all the time. And that, that's what, you know, learning how to pray where Jesus taught us also to pray always where, where we're into that intimacy of prayer and that those communication lines, they're open. And, and, and so maybe you're not on your knees in your bedroom, but all of a sudden out of your mouth is, oh, my father, my father, oh, father, I have need of this right now. Oh, father, hear my prayer. Because you, you've now established those connections. You've, you know, that, that intimacy is there, that closeness. I want to talk a little bit about approach as we talk about where Jesus said, uh, where he began to teach us to pray and, and said, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. I want to talk a little bit about approach because again, we're maturing in prayer and we want to learn how to pray in, in deeper ways. And, and so approach is very important. I believe, I believe there's a lot to say about approach. And I, I, I try to always, when I pray, First come in with a word of praise and a word of thanks. And there's been times where I remember one time specifically where I decided I would not ask for anything and I just thanked God for like a whole hour. I just thanked him for a whole hour. Just thanked him, just praised him. And you know, I came out of there very rewarded, very rewarded, very fulfilled, even though I didn't ask anything at all but it was just spending time with God and just thanking him, just being in his presence, just connecting like that, just, just being there, just letting him uh, begin to minister as I worshiped and praised him that I, 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 I came out with my needs being met even though I just said thank you, even though I just worshiped and even though I, I, I just praised him. And so yes, so Psalm 100 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. So that's a scripture that we often use as, as an approach where I come to God, I, I come with a praise in my mouth. I come with worship in my heart. I come to say, thank you, Jesus. And, and, and so I realize that sometimes we're praying, and, and, you know, uh, someone just asks for prayer. Someone just said, can you pray for me? Even then, I'm usually going to be, Lord, thank you. Thank you for your love. Lord, thank you for your grace. Lord, thank you that you, that you hear from us. And, and it's so important that as we go into this time of prayer, when we're, when we are taking this time to go in and seek God, Come in and just worship him for a little while. Just thank him. This is a good way for us to get past our heads and start connecting in our spirit. Because, you know, a lot of times we just got to get past the flesh 
and start getting into that place where, you know, there it just, there's free flow. And, and, and you know, I, I realize that it's not always like that. There's sometimes I pray and I don't feel like I got to that place of free flow where, that I wanted to. But in those times, you still pray with faith. You still direct your prayers towards God and know that he's faithful to hear. But man, do I ever love it when, you know, when, when the, you get into those times and a lot of people, you don't even know what I'm talking about because you haven't you haven't experienced it yet but where you get there and there's that 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 free flow and it's so easy to be there it's so freeing to be there as you just bask in the presence of God and you just talk to him but you can sit there and be still and just you know he's ministering to you there's a there's such a a beauty there And, and as we learn to mature in prayer this is going to be a very important part of it. It's also just learning to be silent, being still, and knowing that he is the Lord as you just take some time to wait on him. Just being quiet before him. Just quieting yourself before God. Our, our lives are so hectic sometimes and there's so many things going through our our, uh, our our minds at one time and and so many things that we're thinking about past tense and so many things that we're thinking about pretense and you know I got I, I've done this I got to do that and all of these things but you know when we just begin to worship God when we just begin to take some time and say thank you Lord thank you Lord it just helps us to get past some of these things, steering even our minds towards the right place. But also, I like to think about it more as also even getting past our minds. You know, again, it is directing our minds in the right way, but it's also getting past there where we're just able to start connecting in our spirit. And so he's teaching us to pray, hallowed be thy name. This is one of the things he taught us about approach. And so take time when you pray just to thank him, just love on him. Uh, Another helpful thing will be just put some worship music on in the background. That, that can be a great way just to help us to start to break through. Maybe help us get past some of the stuff going on in our heads and just make it a little bit easier. You know, if you're reading and praying at the same time, if you're worshiping and praying at the same time, all of these things are good things. And, and so, you know, don't be afraid to, you know, incorporate something like that into your prayer time. Again, we want to just read here a little bit more through the Lord's Prayer where, where he, he says, hallowed be thy name. And then he begins to teach us to, uh, you know, the way our prayers should be focused and it's your kingdom come and your will be done. And so we're not even talking about self here. We're praying God's will. We're praying God's will. So it's not like, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, but here is all about me now. You know, it's like, thank you, Lord, my time, I'm coming before you. But now he's teaching us to have our hearts steered in the right direction where, where, where the things that we're praying for, where we're aligning our will with his will, you know, learning to have his heart be our heart, Lord, your kingdom come. Because this is more important than, than uh, you know, a lot of the thing or the, thing, you know, our life, just more important than our life is his kingdom come, is his kingdom come. We, we, we live for the Lord now. 
You know, we are, we are vessels for the Lord. And, and, and he's taught us to pray his kingdom come and his will be done. To learn how to put self aside. So prayer is not just our time to go, you know, with, with a, a genie mentality. I'm coming in to rub the lamp and, and, and get my answers, you know. Um, but this is so much more and so much deeper. But yes, we do know too that God hears and God answers. But he taught us to pray, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, as we learn to connect with heaven, as we learn how to recognize God's will in heaven, we then know we have a better understanding of what it is that we're praying for on earth. And we're praying, Lord, as it is in heaven, so let it be done down here. Praying from a right perspective, praying from a right heart, realizing what is God's heart towards this world. What is God's heart towards this problem? You know, so many people, they, they don't even know how to pray for somebody in a time of crisis. And let me just say that like this. I, I remember, uh, I believe it was Oral Roberts. Yeah, Oral Roberts, who, who was dying or, yeah, he was dying. He was a young boy dying. And uh, I think he had... Uh, uh, some sort of plague or fever of that day. You know, this was a long time ago. And uh, uh, people would come in and pray for him. Almost everybody that prayed would say, Lord, if it be your will to heal him, if it be your will. This is how everybody would come in and pray. If it be your will. You know, but I think this is what Jesus is teaching us here is when he's teaching us to pray, knowing his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But as we recognize knowing our father's heart, it is his will to heal. By Jesus stripes, we are healed. We were healed. I don't have to lay hands on somebody and, and, and you know, just, just pray something like that. But I, I, I can pray from somebody who has the Father's heart and, and somebody that has heaven's perspective. Amen. And, and so one day Oral Roberts came in line with a, an evangelist who was holding tent meetings. And this was the first man that he heard that never just prayed about his problem, but actually spoke to his problem spoke to his problem. And he didn't just pray a prayer saying, if it be your will, he took the authority that God had given him and used it to speak towards that problem directly. And Oral Roberts got healed. Of course, Oral Roberts, you know, be becoming a, a great man of God and working many miracles to the glory of God. And just was, uh, you know, I, I just love to hear Oral Roberts talk in his later years. That's when I, I, I began to hear him and just to hear um, uh, of some of the things that he had experienced and the Lord had done. And so getting a right perspective, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then he begins to say, give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And so there is a place there where we come and we bring our needs and uh, uh, but but it, it's further down the line. You know, it's further down the line. We're connecting with the Lord and getting to that place where, yes, Lord, thank you that you do hear me. And, and so as I begin to talk about approach, I'm gonna try and wrap up a couple things here. I don't, wanna, I don't wanna be too much longer. There's a few points that I did wanna make where so many people are still praying on that you know, that, that very small level, and God wants you to go deeper, prayer should never be like, you know, somebody trying to pull your teeth. It shouldn't feel like that. 
It shouldn't, okay? Because it's a beautiful thing. In Hebrews 4 and 16, remember we're just still talking and first focusing here on approach. This is very important. And I think I mentioned this scripture last week, but it's worth saying again. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. The Lord doesn't want us to approach him religiously. He wants us to approach him in faith. He wants us to approach him with faith believing. He wants us to come before him with a confidence that, that the Lord has made a way for me to come in before him. His ear is open to hear what I have to say. And God is good and he is faithful that he answers me and I have the things that I ask of him. And so he said to come with a confidence before the throne of grace that we might receive. He doesn't want us to come in fearful. He doesn't want us to come in timid. He, he doesn't want us to come in as though we're uncertain whether our voice matters or other, uncertain whether our voice will be heard, but to come in with a confidence of a child of God. And this has got to be a confidence in what Jesus has accomplished a confidence in what the blood has accomplished, where, where your faith is not in self, your faith is in Christ. That's where your confidence is gonna come from. If, you're, if, if, if your focus is self, and, and you know, is self-righteousness, if you're fo that, that, that's not gonna get you there. That, 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 that is so easily taken apart and certainly not the place you wanna be anywhere where you're trying to approach God puffed up, but a confidence in what he has done for us where your faith is in Jesus and that's what's given you a confidence now to approach his throne because I have faith in what he's done for me, that I know I'm his, I know he's mine, I know that he is wildly in love with me. This is not a, a, a big thing that he would, that I come before him now that, that as though, you know, he wouldn't hear me or, or that I might be dismissed, but this is what he has made available to me. And so you say, well, is it his will for me to come before him? He's made the way for me to come. He's made the way for me to come. The, the, now he wants me to use that, 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 that faith line to place my faith in what Jesus has done for me wherein I have access because of the blood of Christ that I can come before him and, and know that, that the blood of Jesus has made me righteous and, and I can come in as a child of God. I, I can receive mercy. I can find grace to help in my time of need. Another great verse is 1 John 5 and 14 and the 15th verse where it says, and this is the confidence that we have towards him. This is the confidence. There needs to be confidence in our approach. Confidence in our approach. But where is that confidence? That confidence is in Jesus. A lot of time, you're having a hard time praying because you're just looking at yourself. Oh, I missed it so much. I just missed it. No, I, how can I, I missed it. I, how can I pray? I had a bad day. How could I pray? How could I pray? I had such a miserable day. I'm grouchy and I'm, and I'm upset and I've been miserable and all of these things. But, but you, you need prayer that much more. You're gonna have to get your eyes off of yourself. You're gonna have to let him 
get your focus on him. He'll get that other stuff straightened out in you, but you got to get in there. So this is the confidence that we have towards him. And this is what 1 John says, and that word confidence, again, is in Hebrews 4, 16, where he wants us to come before him with confidence. And in 1 John 5, 14, this is the confidence that we have towards him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Amen? Oh, no, I wonder, did he hear me? If I ask anything according to his will, he hears me. And we know that he hears us in whatever we ask. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. What a beautiful thing to have that confidence to know he hears me. I think this is the perfect illustration of this in the Gospel of John. And it's when Lazarus has been dead for four days and Jesus has showed up on the scene and everybody there is full of doubt and everybody there thinks it's too late. But, but Jesus knew that he was the resurrection and he was the life. And, and, and even though everybody else was filled with doubt, resurrection power was on the scene and Jesus tells them to roll the stone away. Roll the stone away. They did respond to do this and Jesus prays a prayer that I think shows the kind of confidence that he wants all of his children to have, that same confidence that was in Jesus. And so when the stone is rolled away, Jesus prays, he lifts up his eyes and he says, Father, remember this is how he taught us to pray in Matthew 6. Our Father, our Father, I, I, I'm, I'm connecting in that intimate place. I'm realizing I'm a child of God. I'm, I'm not some desperate man trying to re re recite some religious plea to some God that I don't know hears me, answers me, or even if he's there, you know, it's not, no, it's so much deeper than that. Uh, uh, Father, I'm just talking, I'm talking, he's always there, uh, but now I'm, I'm opening up my mouth and calling upon him. And, and so Jesus says, Father, I thank you. Isn't this, again, what we just said? Our Father, hallowed be thy name. And so Jesus, he's just about to raise up Lazarus and he says, Father, I thank you. I thank you. You've heard me. I thank you, you've heard me. So there we have our Father, we have hallowed, where Jesus says thank you or where there is a thanks or where there is worship, our Father, thank you, I thank you, and then there's confidence. I thank you, you have heard me. I thank you, you have heard me. Amen. There wasn't any chance there. There wasn't any doubt. There wasn't any misconception. I wonder if my prayer's getting through. I wonder if it's connecting. No, it's my Father, I thank you, you've heard me. And there's that confidence. And then he says, I knew that you always hear me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I thank you. You've heard me. And I know you always hear me. You always hear me. And he said, but I said this on account of the people standing around that they may believe that you have sent me. Hallelujah. So Jesus stood there in that confidence about to call Lazarus forth out of the grave and he says this prayer 
where we see illustrations again back to the Lord's Prayer and the other scriptures that we just talked about, about approach, and just tying it all together here now in this, where, where we, Jesus says, Father, thank you, you've heard me. Our Father, hallowed, and then confidence, and where he said, with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. With confidence come near to the throne of grace. Have this confidence towards him in First John. This confidence, have confidence towards him that if you ask anything according to his will, he hears you. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests we asked of him. And Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. And out comes Lazarus. Wasn't like there was an option. Lazarus going to stay there. No, here comes Lazarus. Grave clothes, yes. Death, yes. Doesn't matter. Here comes Lazarus. And he comes hopping out of the grave. Amen. He's made alive. Why? Because connection was made. Hallelujah. Prayer happened. And prayer took place. And manifestation had come. And so let's just pray together tonight as we come to a close. And let's just right now just lift up our eyes to the Lord. And let's just pray, you know, in the approach that we just learned and say, Father, we love you. Father, we love you. We thank you today. Thank you for your goodness. Lord, thank you today that we're alive. Thank you today that we have breath. Thank you today, Lord, that, that you have given us another day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We rejoice in this day. We thank you, Lord, today that you are close to us. We thank you today that the blood of Jesus has made a way for us to come before you right now. And Lord, we love you. And Lord, we worship you. We thank you. And we come today with a confidence knowing that the blood of Jesus ha ha has made a way for us and that your sacrifice is perfect. Your sacrifice is perfect. We don't look to ourselves for that confidence. Lord, we look to you today. We look to you and what you've done for us as we approach you today with a confidence of what has given us the availability to come before your throne right now. Thank you, Lord, today. Lord, your will to be done in our life. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And Lord, where there is places of need in our life, Father, we receive that mercy. We receive that grace. We thank you today, Lord, that there is grace sufficient for every trial and every situation that we face. And as we come in, Lord, approaching your throne with this confidence, Lord, we receive the grace. We receive the grace. We receive grace in whatever area that we have need of right now. We thank you that there's rest. We thank you that we're healed. Thank you, Lord, that healing flows through our bodies. Thank you today that we have the spirit of God in us and your spirit of life gives life to our physical bodies. Thank you, Lord, today that you hear our prayers and you answer our prayers and that as we cry out, Lord, today, even in the midst of this pandemic for our, for our brothers, for our sisters, for the world today, Lord, for those that are in need, what a great honor and privilege it is to know that the Lord hears us and we pray with confidence knowing, Lord, today that, that you are able to do miracles. You are able to bring about change in the most dire situations. And though we often think that prayer is the last thing we should do, but, Lord, we thank you that it is the first thing that we can do as we come before you today. And we just give you thanks and just pray your blessing upon all your people in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you, church. Love you guys tonight. Pray that this has been a blessing to you. I pray that, you know, it will stir you, that you'll take something and, and, and use it 
use it, that you too can mature in prayer. I, I, I tell you, this will do so much for your relationship with God because prayer is just essential in the growth and in our relationship with the Lord. And so take it and, you know, just 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 use it. Be free. What a, what a blessing it is to be able to know the Lord and experience his presence. God bless you guys. Love you guys. It's good always just to see people popping up. It feels like we have uh, an opportunity to connect a little bit and just just seeing the names pop up on there and uh, uh, seeing people say amen and, uh, and knowing that you're taking part with us today, even though we haven't been able to gather, you know, it's good to be able to connect like this. And so I'm glad to see you online. Remember that Wednesday, we said, is going to be Offering Wednesday as well. And so if you'd like to give an offering, even if it's just $10, Send up, send an offering to the Ascent Church at gmail.com as we're calling this Offering Wednesday. We would have done it if we were in church, you know, if we were in the building. And so let's, uh, let's send in an offering tonight as well and, and bless the Lord in our giving. God bless you guys. Love you. Again, if you have prayer requests, you can also send your prayer request to our email as well, to the Ascent Church at gmail.com. And we'll be praying for you. God bless you. Good night, everybody. We love you. Love you too, Lori. God bless everyone. Be blessed.